Welcome to the Bible 365 Podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is day 147. Our reading for today is coming from 2 Samuel chapter 12, John chapter 16, Psalm chapter 119 verses 65 through 80, and Proverbs chapter 16 verses 4 and 5. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. 2 Samuel chapter 12 And the Lord sent Nathan to David. He came to him and said to him, There were two men in a certain city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had very many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing but one little ewe lamb, which he had bought. And he brought it up, and it grew up with him and with his children. It used to eat of his morsel and drink from his cup and lie in his arms. And it was like a daughter to him. Now there came a traveler to the rich man, and he was unwilling to take one of his own flock or herd to prepare for the guest who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. Then David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man who has done this deserves to die. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. Nathan said to David, You are the man. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you out of the hand of Saul, and I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your arms, and gave you the house of Israel and of Judah. And if this were too little, I would add to you as much more. Why have you despised the word of the Lord to do what is evil in his sight? You have struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and have taken his wife to be your wife and have killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against you out of your own house. And I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor, and he shall lie with your wives in the sight of this son. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, The Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. Nevertheless, Because by this deed you have utterly scorned the Lord, the child who was born to you shall die. Then Nathan went to his house. And the Lord afflicted the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and he became sick. David therefore sought God on behalf of the child. And David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. And the elders of his house stood beside him to raise him from the ground, but he would not nor did he eat food with them. On the seventh day the child died. And the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spoke to him, and he did not listen to us. How then can we say to him, The child is dead? He may do himself some harm. But when David saw that his servants were whispering together, David understood that the child was dead. And David said to his servants, Is the child dead? They said, He is dead. Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes. 
And he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. He then went to his own house. And when he asked, they set food before him, and he ate. Then his servant said to him, What is this thing that you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive. But when the child died, you arose and ate food. He said, While the child was still alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, Who knows whether the Lord will be gracious to me, that the child may live. But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. Then David comforted his wife, Bathsheba, and went into her and lay with her. And she bore a son, and he called his name Solomon. And the Lord loved him and sent a message by Nathan the prophet. So he called his name Jedidiah because of the Lord. Now Joab fought against Rabbah of the Ammonites and took the royal city. And Joab sent messengers to David and said, I have fought against Rabbah. Moreover, I have taken the city of waters. Now then, gather the rest of the people together and encamp against the city and take it, lest I take the city and it be called by my name. So David gathered all the people together and went to Rabbah and fought against it and took it. And he took the crown of their king from his head. The weight of it was a talent of gold, and in it was a precious stone, and it was placed on David's head. And he brought out the spoil of the city, a very great amount. And he brought out the people who were in it, and set them to labor with saws and iron picks and iron axes, and made them toil at the brick kilns. And thus he did to all the cities of the Ammonites. Then David and all the people returned to Jerusalem. John chapter 16 I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father, nor me. But I have said these things to you, that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. I did not say these things to you from the beginning, because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. And He will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify Me, for He will take what is Mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is Mine. Therefore I said that He will take what is Mine and declare it to you. A little while and you will see Me no longer, and again a little while and you will see Me. So some of His disciples said to one another, What is this that He says to us, A little while and you will not see Me? And again a little while, and you will see me. And 
because I am going to the Father. So they were saying, What does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he is talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him. So he said to them, Is this what you are asking yourselves? What I meant by saying, A little while and you will not see me? And again a little while and you will see me? Truly, truly, I say to you, You will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf. For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming, indeed it has come, when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Psalm chapter 119, verses 65 through 80. You have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe in your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. The insolent smear me with lies, but with my whole heart I keep your precepts. Their heart is unfeeling like fat, but I delight in your law. It is good for me that I was afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Your hands have made and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments." Those who fear you shall see me and rejoice, because I have hoped in your word. I know, O Lord, that your rules are righteous, and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. Let your steadfast love comfort me according to your promise to your servant. Let your mercy come to me, that I may live, for your law is my delight. Let the insolent be put to shame, because they have wronged me with falsehood. As for me... I will meditate on your precepts. Let those who fear you turn to me, 
that they may know your testimonies. May my heart be blameless in your statutes, that I may not be put to shame. Proverbs chapter 16, verses 4 and 5. The Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured, he will not go unpunished. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, and I lift up our listeners right now. God, I'm just captivated right now from reading John 16, the interaction between Jesus and the disciples, and they were just distraught, thinking that Jesus was going to leave them, and they didn't understand that He was going to return to you, and that you, Father, were going to send the Holy Spirit. Jesus was still going to be present within them. They just they couldn't understand. They were just lovesick over the thought of not being with Jesus. God, my heart is just so full right now. Let your word so come alive to us that we're not just hearing words said, but we feel just your presence, the presence of Jesus with us. Father, I boldly lay hold of you today, especially where Jesus said that in him we would have peace. In the world we'd have tribulation, but to take heart because Jesus overcame the world. I thank you that in Jesus, in him, we have peace. And it's more than enough to help us overcome every adversity in all situations Be with us. Let us experience your presence. Draw us close by the presence of your Holy Spirit and reveal your Son to us. Help us to love you more. We ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Today's devotional is going to come from 2 Samuel 12. In 2 Samuel 12, I want to go here because of yesterday's devotional. Remember we read out of Numbers, be sure your sin will find you out. David's sin was just about to find him out. It says the Lord sent Nathan to David. And he came to him and he tells this story about two men. One's rich, one's poor. And the rich man took advantage of the poor and did a horrible thing. And David was big mad. He was His anger was greatly kindled. And he wanted that man to die. And he was going to have to pay fourfold for what he did. And then Nathan says to David, You are the man. And then there's this massive declaration of judgment against him. Now, David could have done what Adam did. He could have done what Eve did. He could have blame shifted. He could have tried to finagle or lie or justify, but there's no justification. But what did David do? David said to Nathan, after this entire pronouncement of judgment against him, David said, and this is very important, I have sinned against the Lord. These six words that he said position him for mercy. Nathan immediately says, the Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. Nevertheless, because by this deed you have utterly scorned the Lord, the child who is born to you shall die. Then Nathan went to his house When we sin, there are consequences. Now, there are times where God is so merciful that the full effect of those consequences won't come to fruition. You can try to hide your sin. You know, some people say this when it comes to a person 
that we see, we see the public nature of when their sin comes forth. And people ask a question, well, did they get caught? And is that why they're sorry? Or did they just come clean? And the truth is, everyone gets caught. The Holy Spirit catches everybody. You can't fool God. The question is not, did a person get caught? The question is, did they repent? David got caught, but he repented. And through his repentance, we have one of the most beautiful psalms that has ever been penned, 150 psalms, and go to Psalm 51, and you can read it on your knees. It is the most beautiful picture of brokenness, repentance, confession of sin, absolute and complete ownership, and you can see why David was known as a man after God's own heart. David was not perfect, as we can see, but he was a man with a perfect heart after God. May we all have a heart like David to humble ourselves, to repent, to be clean before God so we can experience his mercy. We're in an era today in society where a lot of churches and a lot of preachers in America say that repentance is not necessary for the Christian life. That's unbiblical. It's a lie. I actually spoke about that tonight in a video I went live with in a private Facebook group called The Factory. Anyone can have access to it. We go live once a week on by video with just teaching, conversation, some back and forth. It's really good. We'd love to have you in there. I hope that you enjoyed today's devotional. If you're getting something out of the Bible 365 podcast, make sure you share it with your friends and with your family. Go and rate it on Apple Podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like to, you can leave a review. If you'd like to support our ministry or this podcast, you can do so by going to my website at randygudo.com. There's an area on there where you can donate or give online. Please continue to pray for me. I'm praying for you. Have a great day, everyone. And I will see you tomorrow with day 148.